All right, coming up on the sports life. We got the Cubbies making a statement, taking two or three from the Brew Crew. I also want to talk about the resurgence of Cody Bellinger. And then we will close tonight with the utter collapse of the Angels. Let's go. All right, we are pumped up today. A big day. Uncle Clip was down in Wrigley. We were texting back and forth. He was at the game. Uh, the final game of this three-game set against the Brew Crew. Cubbies ended up taking two or three. Now we're three back in the division, and we are securing that second spot of the wild card right now. Three back from Philly, and the Cubs are getting it done. So this is an exciting time uh, in Chicago. That's a playoff atmosphere down there. In game one, we were a little bit nervous. Uh, we're going to start running through these games. I'm going to work with Caden here. And, Caden, why don't you start us off? We, we had a 6-2 loss in the first game. Cubs only put up uh, a couple runs, five hits. They weren't clean in the field. It was, a, it was a rough game. So, why don't you give us your thoughts on that first game of this series? Yeah, no, so, first I felt like Tyone was not his best, but I still felt like, you know, I, I still felt like he was good. Um, the Brewers jumped on him early with uh, a big first inning. But I feel like after that, you know, they got to run him in the second. But after that, he had four really good innings because he got through six and how high his pitch count was. I, I did not think he could do that, but he did a good job keeping his head up and keeping us in that game, well, at least in striking distance. But our offense gave us no, no help. Even the wins we did have um, this uh, these two wins we had against the Brewers, our offense did not do much. But, you know, when you have five hits and each hit was from a different player, not going to win a lot of games. I mean, Nico had a hit, Swanson had a hit, Hap had a hit, Bellinger had a hit, and Wisdom had a hit, and that's basically it. Um, two home runs is just not going to do it. Really good to see um, Patrick Wisdom hit a homer, and he has not had a home run in a while. Ian Happ hitting one off from the right side. So good to see those guys swing the bats well. Um, but just nothing. I mean, Saya, Gomes, Candelario, Magical all did not get a hit. Um, so Yeah, the offense struggled in this game. I mean, Brewers came out, got a four-run first inning. Their top four hitters, I think all of their top four hitters, each had two hits in this game. And we were just unable to get anything going. So starting it off that way, I know Cubs fans were nervous. Uh, that put us five back in the division at that time. The team really just did not look like we had it. So uh, moving on to game two, which uh, oddly enough, we were just talking on the last pod about you're not going to win too many games one to nothing. And that is exactly uh, what the Cubs did in game two with, with an impressive performance by Steele. He continues to uh, continues to dominate. Steele right now, 15-3 and three on the year, a 2.69 ERA. And 141 strikeouts on the year. Uh, Caden, give us your give us your thoughts on Game Two, how that went. I mean, Steele obviously six innings, one walk. He 111 pitches. I know both pitchers uh, in this duel got stretched. I think they said it was one of the first times all season that both starting pitchers went over 108 pitches. So it was definitely a unique game. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, Steele was great. I mean, he saved us. Um, I heard that you know we this is the second time this year we've won a one nothing game. And it's been from our both of our best pitchers. Uh, we won one nothing against the Rays back in May. Marcus Stroman threw an eight inning, I believe, eight innings uh, shutout. 
Um, and now Justin Steele, he's probably our ace right now since Drummond hasn't pitched in uh, a couple months. So now Steele pitching a, pitching a great game. I actually felt like Milwaukee, I mean, they had six hits off of him. But like I said, runners on base, um, runners on base was struggling for them. Yeah, we're definitely, um, you know, you had two big things here. Obviously, have your starting pitching working for you. What Steele's doing right now, he's putting himself in contention for the Cy Young. I'm excited for him. I just like the way he pitches, and I like to see him having the success that he's having. Also, as as we continue to mention on this pod, is that the bullpen continues strong work. I mean, they there's some shaky moments here and there, but you can just see what they have and the, the different pitchers that they can throw at you from the pen. That's going to continue to be the key. And then there was two big defensive plays in game two that really stood out. Uh, number one was Hap made a big catch in the fifth. This thing looked like it was going to get caught in the basket. It looked like it was one of those that was going to hang up there and get caught in the basket. Hap ran it down in that left field corner. Fantastic catch by him that really made a big difference in this game. And then the second one was Gomes pegging Yelich in the eighth. Uh, Yelich is a very good base dealer. When, when he goes, he typically makes it. He's got a very high success rate there. And Gomes threw an absolute bullet, put him down. And it's those types of plays that win games like this. Uh, again, you're not going to win a lot of games this way, but when you do, it's special. And you always hope, can you carry that momentum into the next game? And the Cubs were able to do just that. So we're going to move on to game three here. Cubbies with a 3-2 win. Also, I got one more thing to say about game two. Uh, I, st- I felt like, um, you know, our pitching saved us. Our offense, we had three innings in a row when we had first and second and less than two outs, so we could not get it done. And, you know, when you have that, when you have those opportunities, you got to capitalize off of them. The English, our bullpen was great, but you cannot force that pressure on them, especially when we had those opportunities. You got the runs on base, you just couldn't come through. That's right. A win's a win, but when you're facing, um, you know, when you're facing the quality of pitcher that that they put out there, sometimes it's going to be tough to get those runs. We saw that all series. I mean, this was how often are you going to win a series two games to one when you put together six total runs in three games? So I mean, for the Cubs to win three games with six runs, I mean to win two games with six total runs is you know there's a little bit of luck in there. I'm glad we were able to do it. And again, game three, a couple notes on my end. Hendricks with another quality start. Uh, he didn't give up an earned run. They scored one unearned run on him in six innings pitched, only gave up four hits. And Caden, anything that you want to add on three? I got a few other points, but I'll let you uh, I'll well, let you go from there. Well, first, really good defensive plays. You know, Nico Horner, he was absolutely great. He made a great play to route Willie Adamas. And then he made a di- another diving play. He did not make the play, but he saved the run as he kept the ball in the infield. And then Hendricks, right after that, he uh, struck out the guy to get out of the inning. Um, but just like the Brewers did game one, we got out to a, we got out to a lead, and we did not look back. Milwaukee got a run in the third, but Hendricks did a good job settling down. Um, you know, I feel like it was Alcelai was not on, exactly on his game. He had came in the base load, he hit a guy, and then uh, he got a couple base runners in the ninth. He did a good job uh, settling down and um, really really um, getting another uh, big uh, opportunity, another big save. Yeah, the bullpen was a little uh, the bullpen was a little shaky. 
Lighter came in there. It, you know, he, he looked good at first, and then he couldn't find the zone. I really like Lighter, what he's done for us. But again, tonight wasn't his night. They brought in Alzale with the bases jammed. He was able to. Uh, he hit the first guy that tied up the game, and then that actually put Alzale in line for the win, not the save. So um, that tied the game at two to two, and then Belly got a big infield single that he beat out. Uh, in the in the bottom of the eighth to give the Cubs the lead there, 3-2, and that's what took them over the top. So it was a big, big game for the Cubs, and they just got more coming. I mean, this is not going to stop. I'm going to say that within the, this 11-game stretch coming up here, you are going to know if the Cubs will or will not make the postseason this year, at least in terms of a wild card berth or a division championship. They got four at the Reds followed by three uh, at home against the Giants, and then four at home against the, the Diamondbacks. So I think that run right there, Caden, is going to tell the tale. I mean, this is going to be a And then we got stretch. two at Milwaukee. Uh, and to finish the year, we got our last two games are in Milwaukee. Yeah, there's a couple series sprinkled in there. You got some more. You think you got a couple against the Rockies. You got the Pirates. Uh, they also got a few more against the Braves. So the schedule coming up is is not an easy one. There are some matchups in there like the Rockies and Pirates where hopefully we can definitely win those series. But again, just in terms of what we're looking at here, we're looking at three teams that are in the wild card chase with us that we got to go at right in a row. So it's a very important stretch. Obviously starting off with a series victory against the Brewers is huge. Uh, there's some good things going on here. Uh, Stroman, they said that uh, Marcus Stroman, that he long tossed today. So he doesn't have a timetable for return because of this rib injury that he's got. But again, Stroman's going to be huge. If they, can, if they can get him back even anywhere before the end of the season um, and he's himself, that will be big. So that's what's going on with the Cubbies. They made a statement here. They're, they're showing that they can hang with uh, some of the best teams in the league. We're really, we continue to be really excited about what they're doing. So I'm ready to move on. Unless, can you have anything else you want to add about this Cubs-Brewers series? Uh, no, just... Uh, Cody Bellinger continues to hit great. I mean, first tie the game, we bounce back, um, and Bellinger with another big hit. Speaking of that, I'm going to bring up this Cody Bellinger thing. I attempted on the last pod to bring up some things about Cody Bellinger, and Caden jumped in on me and started talking about Keegan Thompson and his sudden obsession with <laughs> Keegan Thompson and how Ross doesn't like him and going on and on about him. I was going to get into a, a detailed analysis of Cody Bellinger. And let's be honest, Cody Bellinger was starting to look like uh, the Ben Simmons or Kyler Murray of the MLB uh, in terms of what was happening to him after the very promising start to his career. And I wrote down some numbers here, and it's just truly amazing when, it, when you look at them. I'll just throw some of them out there. In 2017, he was the Rookie of the Year. Cody Bellinger had 39 home runs, 97 RBIs, and a 267 average. Uh, in 2019, Cody Bellinger was the MVP of the league. He had 47 homers, might be 49, I'm like 47 or 49 homers, 115 RBIs, and a 305 average for an MVP in 2019. Then Cody Bellinger essentially disappeared. And this is why the Cubs were able to, to land him this year on a one-year deal. In 2020, 
In 56 games played, Cody Bellinger had 12 homers, 30 RBIs, and a 237 average. In 2021, this is truly unbelievable for the guy that we're seeing right now. 10 home runs, 36 RBIs, and a 165 average in 95 games played. In 2021, Cody Bellinger had 10 homers, 36 RBIs, and a 165 average. The guy that we're seeing today is back, and the Cubs gambled on him for this one year. And I don't know that the Cubs are going to be able to sign him. They probably won't. He'll get a big deal somewhere else. But I don't like to write guys like this off from the franchise. I'd like to see the Cubs keep him. Would the Yankees let him go? Well, the question is, are the the teams going to really give him a really big contract just because one year? Or are they going to think back to, oh, he had had a good year, but he could easily go back to another um, 165 average? Was it just one lucky year, or will he consistently do it? I'm thinking you're going to see somebody want to go in that, like, three- to five-year range with them. He's going to be looking for that. I mean, he's putting together an MVP season here. I jotted down that since July, he's got 54 RBIs since July. So he's doing everything at the plate for the Cubs. Seems like half of them are big, too. Exactly. I mean, big hits all over. He's going to get paid. I don't know how long a team's going to be willing to go out with him uh, in terms of length of the contract. But this is, when you look at his numbers, it's something that is very rare to see a guy so high, take such a low dip, and then come back with another MVP quality year this year. It's so unique. I'm glad he's with us. Thank you, Cody Bellinger. Let's stay hot. Let's uh, get get the Cubbies to the playoffs. Moving on to our final piece tonight. Again, we're, we're going to run this one a little bit short, mainly because Caden was at football night. I had a night meeting tonight. Sometimes you got to say, hey, let's let's get down there. Let's do this pod no matter how tired we are, no matter how many things we did during the day. And I'm proud of Caden for that, for stepping up and getting down here and doing this even when um, sometimes you may not have all of your energy with. We are excited tonight, though, because uh, – Carrie, Caden's mom, my wife, got us a new microphone. So we're hoping that this uh, we have a better sound on the pod right now. She she's stepping up the quality now that we're throwing out these pods every every few days. I want to talk about the Angels, and Caden, I'll take your feedback on this, but this is a nightmare. What's happened to the LA Angels is a complete nightmare. They decided to keep Shohei around. Um, they had a chance to get something for them, they, and they, they decided to make moves. And when they made these moves, you thought, okay, this is their one shot. This is their one shot to try to keep them, and they must have had some inclination. Even if they had a 10% chance to keep them, they had some feeling, maybe there's a shot that we can keep them here. It did not work. They have been a complete disaster, and recently they decided to put five guys on waivers. This is something that's never happened before. And they're doing this just to save money. They're going to try to, to, to duck below the luxury tax. I think they can save $8 million or something like that. Shohei's gone. That's number one. I mean, Shohei is not going to stick around in this situation. And I knew he was going to be gone anyway, but th- this, is, this is it now. Um, and outside of what they're doing with putting these players on waivers and doing the, uh, you know, having the luxury tax issue... Let's talk about the team and what went wrong here. 
Okay, number one, you got a situation where you have a couple of the best players in the whole league on the same team. You got Trout, you got Shohei, you also got a guy like Rendon that they brought in that didn't work out. Mike Trout for the last better part of eight to ten years has been considered one of the best, if not the best player in the game. Shohei right now is considered the best player in the game. And they couldn't get anything. They couldn't even get to the postseason one time. And it's so upsetting to see. And, you know, I looked at it, and I'm trying to figure out what went wrong here. And one of the things that I noticed was they really never put together a pitching staff. And it just shows that baseball is the true team sport. You can't just have a couple of offensive guys and get it done. You can't just have one big arm like Shohei and get it done. You need to have the full team. And if you compare it to this Cubs team this year, Great defense, okay? Guys grinding out at-bats offensively. Nothing special. Um, not, you know, they don't have what the Braves have with all these guys hitting home runs and things like that. They're, they got a, they got good pieces in all these different facets of the game. The Angels never seem to figure that out. And I know Shohei's going to go somewhere else, and Shohei's going to end up winning somewhere else, and that's great. Trout, unfortunately, may end up his whole career with this franchise and never end up playing meaningful playoff baseball. And I just wanted to bring it up because if I was, if that was the Cubs, if that was my franchise, I would just be so disappointed as a fan. And I'm sad for that team. I'm sad for that franchise. I'm hoping that, you know, in the future they can turn it around. But right now, this is a complete disaster. The ownership should be ashamed. And that's my piece on the Angels and what's going on with them. Caden, any thoughts on this Angel situation? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I mean, they go out and get Randall Grichik, CJ Cron, trying to prove something to Shohei Otani. Like Giolito, Lopez. To, I mean, yeah. they went. I mean, they went out. They, they yeah, you're right. They took a shot. And at this. one thing they all did was underperform. I mean, Giolito, he's had four to five starts as an Angel, and they all have not been quality starts. I mean, he's He's pitched awful, and no one's. I mean, he has. I mean, no one stepped up for them. Um, you know, it's just has not been uh, very good for the Angels, and they haven't won games they needed to win. They kept them in, the, like, to keep them in the wild card or to keep them in the division. They dig. They dig themselves into a hole, and they can't come back up. And uh, I think that's the big thing. Yeah, and then they had. Mixed in with all this, you had Otani with the UCL, so he's not going to pitch the rest of the year. Otani may end up needing a, another Tommy John. We don't know what that's going to mean for him and his future contract and what he's going to be able to, to get based on uh, this new news with his arm. And it, it just seems like a whole lot of bad luck <laughs> from all the way through. They, they tried to make these moves, even the moves they made that the pitching didn't turn out. A couple of the guys were doing okay. I think Lopez was doing okay. A couple of these guys were doing all right for them. But, again, it's I'm looking at all these things. I just can't – and I can't get over the, with Trout either. He's not on the field. He's He hasn't really been there consistently now going on a couple – going on a few years. I just hope that uh, I hope that at some point in Mike Trout's career that he gets the opportunity to play meaningful playoff baseball. And if he doesn't, it's it's just such a shame. So that is our pod tonight. It's going to, like I say, a little bit shorter than normal. Um, we will be back after that Red Series. We'll try to bring in a guest with us. And we were also getting close to 
we're also getting close to fantasy football. We're getting close to where uh, we got a bunch of Caden's friends wanting to get on the pod. Everybody's requesting. We got a lot of requests coming at us to get on the pod. So we will bring guests on as much as possible. Some nights like tonight, late night, we're at, we're at home, so we don't have the opportunity to bring on guests, but we'll continue to do that. We're excited about it. Thank you so much for listening to us. Like us, follow us, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your pods. Have a great night.